This Cyber Monday, Rocket Mortgage is bringing you their biggest sale of the year. On top of near historic low rates, when you refinance, you can save an average of 20% off closing costs when you lock your rate. This means big savings for you at the closing table. That's right. You can save an average of 20% off closing costs when you lock your rate. But hurry, you only have until November 30th to lock in your special pricing. Simply call 8338-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Just think what you could do with your Cyber Monday savings. Hurry, you only have until November 30th to save with this great opportunity. The Rocket Mortgage Cyber Monday Sale. So when you're looking to save big and create a home that's uniquely yours, Rocket can. Visit rocketmortgage.com today to see what you could save or call 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T.com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. You are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And we are just coming out of Thanksgiving and going into Christmas and New Year's. So last week we talked about anger, and that was kind of preparing you for what we just went through. And I'm hoping that understanding anger helped you maybe manage the family and groups that you were interacting with better. And if you didn't need it, well, I am so happy for you because sometimes holidays can be really difficult. We have these great expectations of them and maybe some childhood visions and dreams. And when we were little kiddos, you know, we many times didn't know all the stress and tension that the adults were dealing with. And as we get older, we have our own children, we have families, we have families that are kind of going in different directions. We many times have to make some pretty big adjustments, and we may have to accept some things that we don't agree with at all. And if you remember some of our Relationship 101 classes that we did, one of the biggest things we talked about was acceptance does not always mean agreement. And I love it when I can agree on something and accept it, but many times I'm going to have to accept something I do not agree with. And so 
that doesn't mean I have to change my attitude. Generally, people know exactly where I stand on things, so I don't need to posture every single time. I'm around people that may have a different value system as I do. And I can certainly be loving and kind and accepting and gracious and not agree with anything at all going on in their own life. I may not agree with anything, but I still can be kind. And, you know, we had this show that we've done, that wonderful verse where it just says, you know, God is kind, you be kind. Now, if you're one of those people that are saying today, why am I listening to this show? We have no problems. <laughs> then I'm very very happy for you, and hope that you can give some of your friends uh, just some support as they go through maybe a very difficult time this year, especially with the way our country is. It is not really at any type of emotional or intellectual relational peace with each other. And so we have some big things going on in our bigger, more what we would say, the country, our family as a country. And so I want to go back to this idea of anger. And I recognized after last show that I didn't really explain it the way that I wanted to. So I want you to think of the word anger as an acrostic, okay? So if we start with the first letter A, what we find is that if anger is done right, it can be awesome. It really can be awesome. Many great things come from the appropriate expression of anger. It's one of the best ways we protect people. It's one of the best ways we stand up for people. It's one of the best ways that we protect what we value and our own life even. And so if we do that first letter in anger, A, right, could be really awesome. Let's take the next letter, N. If I do it right, I can even be nice. So think about that. If I do anger correctly, I can even do it nicely. It doesn't mean I'm agreeing, and it doesn't mean I'm being fake. It means that I'm adding love and courtesy, politeness, acceptance to my, you know, whatever statement I'm making or whatever it is that I'm confronting. So if I do anger right, I can even be nice. So let's look at G. If it's done right... It can result in good. If I use my anger appropriately, a lot of good things can happen from it. So how about this, the E in anger? If done right, it creates energy. See, if I do my anger appropriately, I get the appropriate energy that it is intended to give me. And I can feel elated. I can feel excited. I can feel secure. I can feel as if I took a stand for myself or a loved one, or that I handled myself well. So it can give me lots of energy if I express my anger appropriately. So let's look at this last one, letter R. If done right, it, ca it can become more real. So what does that mean? If I do anger correctly, it means that it's the whole entire conversation becomes more real. And it can become very lightning, very, very freeing. There can be a lot of truth-telling if I do anger correctly. So let's look at what happens if I do it wrong. So these are ways that you can know that you're doing anger inappropriately. So let's start with A. If it's done wrong, it can be aggressive, right? That's, that's typically the go-to that we have. 
Either we get aggressive or we shut down. So we either fight or we flee. So if I'm doing anger inappropriately, it will probably be aggressive. And it could also be passive-aggressive. So those of you who struggle with passive-aggressiveness, don't think you're off the hook. Just because your anger isn't maybe obvious or loud, it still is aggressive. So if done wrong, let's look at the word N. I mean the letter N. If done wrong, it will affect nothing. The effect will, will come to nothing. And this is really important to realize that all that energy that you've done the result is really nothing, nothing good at all. So let's look at the letter G. If done wrong, it will be greedy. Well, what does that mean? If I do my anger wrong, well, anger is a very powerful feeling with a lot of energy. It becomes very greedy. So have you ever interacted with someone or done this yourself that once you started talking about what makes you angry, you get kind of greedy and talk about everything else and you can't stop? All of a sudden, it's like this watershed moment where it's all coming out. And I get really greedy. It's like, hey, I'm doing it now. I might as well talk about this. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to confront them for this. I'm going to expose this over here. And so it's very important to get a handle on the waves of anger and how powerful anger can be. So how about this? Letter E. If done wrong, it will be way too easy. See, anger, expressing anger appropriately takes a lot of effort and thought and conviction. And it takes a lot of motivation to live within your own value system. So if you have done an angry outburst and it was really easy to do, you've said something and it was really easy to say, you probably have done your anger wrong. So let's look at the last one, the letter R. If you've done wrong, right, it will feel so right. See, this is what happens many times. If I do my anger well, I don't necessarily feel happy. I feel relieved. I may feel a little lighter because I at least was able to say it. But I'm not, I'm not happy that I, I was angry. So if it feels so right as you are expressing it, and I mean in going back to letter G, greedy way, you're probably doing it wrong. So you can feel good after if you've done it correctly. But if in the midst of delivering it, it's feeling so good and so right, and you are getting self-righteous in your own convictions, then it's really important to look at that. So I want you to think about this, and we're going to have it online for you, um, anger in this way. You can see what they really stand for so you don't have to feel like you missed out. And <clears throat> I want you to think about this idea about families. And as we come up to this whole entire new season of Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas New Year's and all the people that have birthdays within that and all the ways that our jobs get maybe a little jumbled up and the days off are odd. So I want you to be careful. I want you to be careful about going into Christmas. And if you feel like Thanksgiving didn't go well, well, I want you to give yourself a break and know that we have Christmas and New Year's and that we can really learn how to manage ourselves well. And when we do that, 
we are going to feel so much better about ourselves. We will feel so much more confident. And we will also have so much more grace and forgiveness to give to others. So in this next segment, we are going to start talking about surviving the family holiday. Now, for any of you out there that don't feel like you're surviving the family holiday, I am very happy for you. Because I think that this is what God designed families to be, was a really safe, fun place to be in. And unfortunately, not all of us have that. So what we want to think about, you know, you've heard me talk about in other shows, that we have the parent-adult-child inside of us. We have the me, myself, and I inside of us. So I want you to know that your skin is considered a great boundary, probably the best boundary that God has ever made. And so you can make sure that inside of you, you are safe. You are practicing boundaries, and I want you to give yourself emotional space so that you take time to really recognize what's affecting you and that you're going to breathe a lot so that you can relax and endure whatever is going on in your family holiday that is hurting, scaring, disturbing, frustrating you, and that you can say, God, I can look at these people as belonging to you, and I'm going to love them as best as I can, and that may be just being polite. This is Cynthia High with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about holidays and surviving the family holidays. Well, welcome back. Thank you for listening today. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure you check out all of what we have online for you. And we are really, next, next year, we are going to have some very exciting things. We're going to have more videos. We're going to have more uh, classes, probably, that I'm going to be doing online that you'll be able to sign up for. And so we have some really great things that are coming up, and I'm very, very excited about it. So... Let's get back to the show today. We are talking about holidays and surviving holidays. And the last or that first segment we just did was really about anger and what happens with anger and how to know if you're doing it correctly, what are some of the signs, how to manage that, and recognize and accept the fact that, first and foremost, humans are kind of difficult, right? At best, you know, sometimes they're wonderful, but we can be kind of problematic creatures. And so I don't want you to feel bad if you are having quite negative feelings about family members or even about going to the events. So I want you to just really relax and recognize that everybody, everybody has struggles with family in, to one degree or another. And if you just read the Bible you can see how problematic family is and how difficult it can be. And we are compelled, because this is the way God made us, to be in family and to honor our family. And always remember that honoring your family doesn't necessarily mean you agree with them, doesn't even mean you like them, doesn't even mean you're proud of them. It means they're your family. 
And we have a God that loves his family. He doesn't always like us, but he sure loves us. And so this is important as you go into these family events to really be able to walk away from it knowing that you did the best that you could do. And you don't have to have regrets. You don't have to make apologies or amends. If you do, I'm glad that you're willing to do it. But I want you to be able to really survive it, but also to thrive. And honestly, you may have to simply survive the family event to go home and and begin to thrive again. So I hope that you can thrive within the event. If you can't, I want you to do the best you can so that you don't have to have regrets. So I like this particular, um, she's an MFT, which is a marriage and family therapist, and her name is Mary Faustin English. And she is the director of the Stanford's Faculty and, and Staff Help Center. And so she does a lot of things and a lot of writings about family. And so this particular um, author has asked her many questions that I thought were very relevant. And she was asking her to lend some guidance to many of us who, you know, feel our anxiety barometers rise as soon as we hear the words family holiday, right? So what makes family relationships so incredibly complicated? Well, a lot of it comes with the expectation. And one of the expectations that we, is that we are all the same. And because of this, because we're part of a family, so we must be the same. We must think the same, want the same things, act the same way, have the same desires, the same type of energy. And so the expectations we have on each other, because we're related, make it difficult many times to be ourselves. Because we're maybe trying to fit into a mold that we worked really hard to get out of. And now we're finding ourselves back at this event having to fit in again in a way that that might not be authentic to you. And so if you have different values and goals and a different value system, then it may be difficult. So this this can mean something like, you know, in our family we don't drink, we don't smoke, we don't swear, whatever that is. We don't chronically watch television, we don't do caffeine, uh, whatever that may be. And you go to this family event, and maybe many of your family members don't adhere to that same value system. So maybe they yell and swear and throw things and drink a lot, and maybe they don't do anything. Maybe they're anti-faith. That makes it tough because it's hard to talk about things. So you want to think about this idea that if we have different values and goals than our other family members, usually what happens is that it's because of pre-established roles of who we were supposed to be and how we were supposed to act. And that's based on gender, birth order, family rules, family rituals. See, family systems do not always give us the space to be who we are. Many times we're not even allowed to show up and be who we are. So family, quote-unquote, systems, you know, change. When change occurs within that system or outside of it, the balance or the equilibrium is upset. And many times family members are trying to get that back in place, even if it's unhealthy. So it's kind of like visualize a hanging wind chime with several connected parts and imagine what happens when one of the pieces or the parts is missing. The most immediate, quote-unquote, fix is to replace that part. 
in order to maintain the balance. And so if you find yourself filling in the gaps or being somebody or not, that might be because your family's not adapting well to all the different paths the family members have taken and maybe who they have become in the maturing process. And so who they were at five or who they were at 16 is not who they are today. And, and I know this to be true in my own family. We are very different. And I've talked many times about I, there are three of the four kids are adopted. And so myself and my two younger brothers. And as we have grown up and become adults, we are, it's very fascinating how very, very different we are, even though we came from the same family. But our genetics, our DNA, have kind of guided us in other directions as well. That doesn't mean that we don't adhere to a similar value system. Well, some of it we do, and some of my siblings and myself, we, have, we don't. So the value system that my parents raised us with is still kind of in place, but I don't know how well we fit into maybe the idea that my mom and dad had. But that doesn't mean we're not family. It doesn't mean that we don't value being together, even if it's uncomfortable. And so family is tough. So why is it more challenging during the holidays? Well, we get expectations that are elevated. Because the family rituals and the assumptions about how holidays are quote-unquote supposed to be make it really difficult because we might not know how to say no. We might feel pushed. We might feel judged. We might feel unseen or uncared about or disrespected. And so what do you think happens when that occurs? Anger, right? Even if we're polite in our anger, nobody likes feeling that feeling. It's not a fun feeling to have, but it is an important one for you to recognize and to assess. So if you're feeling <clears throat> any of that anger, angry types of feelings, even if it's something as benign as frustration, irritation, going into disgust, maybe judgment, disdain, maybe hatred. So you want to say to yourself, what are these feelings telling me? I don't want you to judge your own feelings as if they're good or bad. I want you to just say, you know, they're just indicators. What's going on in me? What is it telling me about this moment and how I may need to address it? So join me in the next segment as we talk more about these challenges and how to handle them. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. And we are talking more about holidays and stress and families. And last week's show was on anger. And so I wanted to kind of set you up, you know, as just because we want to be going into this Thanksgiving and Christmas time, not with 
loaded emotions. And we can kind of do that. We can walk into these events locked and loaded. Like we are ready for our sister to do what she always does, or mom to freak out like she does, or dad to say whatever negative things he wants to say, or, you know, oh, they're going to bring the new boyfriend, or, oh, here's that girlfriend again. Is he still with her, right? So we have all these ideas that we know are probably not healthy thoughts, (laughs) but they're very real ones. So we were talking in the last segment about what balance means. And, and how we, we kind of try to adjust to affect the balance and, and how we do that and maybe what our birth order is or what our role in the family is. Are we the comedian? Are we the responsible one? You know, are we the one that is always getting in trouble? And so we kind of go back to those family roles. So I want you to be thinking about that. And am I going to be able to go to my family event And truly be me, the person that I have grown into being. And am I going to be responsible for that person? Or am I going to let myself fall back into those family dynamics? So why, again, is it just more challenging during the holidays? Well, I want you to think about this. You know, expectations are really elevated during family holidays because of those family rituals and the assumptions about how the holidays are, quote unquote, supposed to be. You know, we see all the movies and all the decorations and we have all these expectations and we're not sure if we're allowed to have them, if they're appropriate. You know, it makes it quite stressful when in all, you know, in all intents and purposes, it's supposed to be this relaxing, enjoyable, rejuvenating time, right? So, you know, holidays, we all think they're supposed to be joyous and happy and It's supposed to be this great thing when all the family all comes together. And, you know, if you don't have a family, then maybe you feel like there's no reason to celebrate. Like, what am I doing? And it can really shine a light on maybe some losses that you have that you don't want to look at. That all during the year, your job, your friends outside of your job or on your job kind of take up the space. And all of a sudden you get to Christmas and you're like, wow, what happened to my family? And we also have this idea that maybe there's, you know, we're supposed to feel this feeling of there's no place like home. Well, what, what if you go to your family home and maybe it's the home you grew up in? Maybe you have a lot of bad memories. And so that makes it difficult as well. And so we have a tendency always to think that, you know, we need to outspend somebody. Or if we have negative feelings towards someone, we might even spend more. <laughs> so we're trying to compensate. So the reason I'm saying these things so frankly to you out loud, I don't want you to feel guilty about whatever feelings this holiday brings up for you. I don't want you to be angry with yourself or judge yourself and do the shoulda, coulda, woulda, if only then scenario of your family. I want you to say to yourself, I'm a grown adult now. I am making my life mine. And it belongs to me. And for all intents and purposes, you really don't have to answer to anybody but God. Now, I answer to people that I love. I answer to people that are, you know, connected to me and dependent on me. I do answer to those people. But I really don't have to answer to anybody but God. And yourself, I guess, if you want to. So I want you to think about this, that we, we want to let go of this idea that things have to be perfect. 
and that we somehow have to show up at our family event all put together. Like, we have no problems. You don't have to share them. But I want you to know that who you are today is okay. It may not be where you want to stay, but most people, there are very few humans on this planet that are really malevolent and really want and love evil. The rest of us are mistake-making people that are really probably doing the best we can. And you can depend on that. And you can recognize, nobody's perfect. I can't even be that if I tried. I tell clients frequently, have you seen anything perfect, really perfect? Do you know what perfect really is? We really don't. We do know what perfect is not. So I don't want you to volley between those two parallels of, wow, what's perfect, what's not perfect, and where am I in between? I want you to just say to yourself, Every day, I'm showing up. I'm doing the best I can. And if I get tomorrow, I'm going to do everything I can to do it better. And that's why God gives us one day at a time. So join me in the last segment as we talk more about this idea of family holidays and how are we going to do it well. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining me. And we are talking about holidays and surviving the family holiday. Now, I want you to also recognize that there are some people that feel like they don't have families. And so these events of Thanksgiving, of Christmas, can feel very, very painful. And this is where I want you, if you're one of those people, you feel like you're one of those people, I want you to recognize the friends that you have. And that one of the most beautiful things that we are allowed to do is leave our family. And God made sure of that. He knows that family is difficult. And so part of growing up is leaving your family and creating a family of choice versus a family of origin. And so some of us really like our family of origin, and I I think it's wonderful. And some of us prefer our family of choice. These are the people that we have chosen because they're our people. They match us. They care about us. They get us. They respect us. We're important to them. And see, that's a wonderful family of choice. And many times that family of choice compensates for the family of origin. And so I just wanted to kind of plant that seed so that when you're considering this issue of family and Christmas and New Year's, whatever that is, how you want to do it. And I want you to recognize that you honor your family by doing your life well. That's one of the best ways to honor your family. You don't have to like everybody. It's not even possible. But doing your life well honors your family. And that really is all God is asking us to do, is not dishonor our family. Now, our family may have a different version of what dishonoring is, because it could be just going against the family rules, right? But I want you to use that adult part of you that says, you know, there are things in my life I can do better. And if I am resisting changing those things in my life to kind of stick it to my family or because my family doesn't understand me and they've never helped me get over this issue or problem or whatever it is. And so I quit working on it. See, I don't want you to use your family of origin 
to either give you an excuse for not doing something or give you an excuse for being unable to do something that you can never please them or letting your family of origin make you feel like you have to completely hijack yourself and be who they want you to be. So I want you to recognize that family is temporary. You know, we don't, when we go to heaven, we don't see families in heaven. We're one big family in heaven. You don't die and go up to heaven and find your family of origin, okay? So it's important to recognize that all those, these, these constructs are very, very super important for the health and well-being of humans. And we see this in the mammal kingdom as well. It's like, it still is temporary. So I want you to make the most out of it and to be the best version you can be for maybe troubling people, maybe difficult people. So what happens, what else are some of the challenges that happens during the holidays? And so we have, you know, the family rituals. We have these expectations that holidays are supposed to be joyous and happy. There are the times when all the families get together. And that if you don't have a family, you can't celebrate. And that the bigger the gift, the more we spend, the more I love you somehow. So again, we talked about those in the last segment. I want you to really consider those. So we also have these things that there's this desire to be so strong that we might overextend ourselves emotionally, physically, financially. Maybe things like spending too much money to travel to be with family when you have limited finances and when it's not good judgment. Buying gifts you can't afford. This isn't good judgment. See, one of the greatest gifts you can give anyone that loves you is do your life well. See, the greatest gift I can give my friends, my husband, my family, my clients is to take good care of me so they don't have to worry about me. That's one of the greatest gifts you can give to anyone is self-care. So how about we get this feeling that we have to go to this family function. We should go to it. We have to prepare perfect meals. We worry about how we look. We worry about what we're wearing. You know, are they going to ask me about such and such? And what am I going to say? And so we want to think about how I can make a positive change this year. Well, here, here's some things we might think about doing. First and foremost, identify what it is about the holidays that can get you down. And once you identified it, find some healthy solutions. And if that means you talk to a therapist, that's great. Pastor, a friend your spouse, partner, whoever that might be, a life coach that helps you to understand what is it about the holidays that get me so down? How about if doing the same thing gets you down, then don't do the same thing, <laughs> right? It's like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So why don't you just change it up? Give yourself an opportunity to be creative. Don't expect miracles. Let's not expect miracles. Let's be realistic about humans. Humans are mistake-making, troubled, struggling, scared, upset, hurting people. That's what we are. We have some great things about us that are just phenomenal. But we want to have appropriate expectations. So don't overdo. Don't overdo and tire yourself out. 
You want to think about the cost of what you're doing. And are you really getting what you expect? So what if you just relaxed and said, you know, hey, this is what I can do. What's the most important thing about this event is being together. Me showing up, loving people as best as I can. So don't overdo it. Make sure you plan ahead. Prioritize things. And don't worry about how things should be, could be, would be, ought to be. Don't make those things more important than your well-being. So if the holidays make you feel out of control, then take control over the holidays. And one of the ways you do this, you take a great time out. And you have more self-compassion. Accept your limitations. And use humor. I love humor. You know how much I love humor. I can make a joke. Oh my gosh, I love making people laugh. And so use humor. We're not going to make something that is completely immoral and ethical, dangerous, you know, abusive. We're not going to use humor there. But let's just laugh at ourselves. Let's consider sticking to a budget, right? And maybe being honest about what we are able to give people. Let's be honest about that. And let's not overindulge in food and alcohol and whatever else as a way to cope with the stress. I want you to really use that wonderful quality that we have available all the time, and that's breathing. Oxygen. Oxygen. Breathing helps your whole entire body. It clears your mind. It helps you to become able to get back into the prefrontal lobe, which is the adult part of you, if you just breathe. When you breathe in deeply, you also feel more in control. You also feel much better able to handle things and to slow things down. So we all, you know, lastly, everyone seems to have that one relative who makes things difficult, right? So how do you deal with that one person that seems to really throw a wrench in the works and maybe even enjoys it? See, every family has some toxic relatives. And because of the expectations of being together during holiday, there's this pressure to maybe put up with someone that you generally avoid. And those same old family rules many times dictate what, if anything, you can do other than just show up and pretend to have this good time. So if this someone who holds a grudge or with whom you have had a really bad disagreement, you can try contacting them before the holidays and begin talking to them about the disagreement, either by email, letter, phone call. You can reach out ahead of time. And, and so you want to, to do this just because you might want to resolve this expectation, though, doesn't necessarily mean that the other person is willing. So I want you to have a realistic expectation of yourself and others. I want you to try to accept family members and friends just as they are, even if they don't live up to your expectations. Because holidays are not a good time to confront things. I really recommend you do not try to resolve family problems or issues with relatives or confront someone at family events. It just doesn't work. You can do it after. You can try doing it before. So I want you to have those healthy boundaries for yourself that you're able to say, okay, you're also able to say no. And that you can say it politely and you can say it with compassion. You can say, you know, thanks for asking. I'm, I'm not good with that. I don't think that's a good idea for me, but I appreciate it. And I hope you have a great time. 
You can be very adult in this way. And this is, this is how we, we end up leaving these events feeling much better. So when you think about issues that add to your family stress, I want you to think about the high percentage of marriages that end in divorce. And there can be additional stress shared with the custody of children and who have children. These things bring more stress to the holidays. So some people postpone ending a relationship around the holidays because they don't want to be alone. Or being single around the holidays can be quite difficult. But many times, that's kind of a false way of appearing real is that if the relationship is toxic and we are not wanting to end it so that we look normal, well, you know, in some ways I say, you know, do the best you can if that's what you need to do. But I don't want you to lie to yourself and, and have this idea that, oh, we're going to be fine now because we made it through the holidays. I want you to do what brings out the best in you and helps you to be the best version of who you are. And that may mean no. And it might mean that you tell your family, no, I'm not bringing him or no, I'm not bringing her. We're taking some time off. And if they ask questions, you can say, hey, can we talk about this in the new year? This isn't the time. There's lots of things changing. I'm not sure where it all stands, so I'd rather talk about it later anyways. And you can be an advocate for yourself. Because the more that we do to manage this well and manage just us, I'm not going to manage other people, and I'm going to practice those good boundaries that help me know where I end and they begin, and reminding myself that acceptance does not necessarily mean agreement, and that I can accept a lot of things I don't have to live with. And I don't need to judge. I don't need to be the scorekeeper. And I don't need to gossip with family members about who's said what and who's doing what and who's with who and who really is not doing well. We need to find different topics to talk about other than each other. So it's really important that you put that time frame on it and that if you're going alone, if you're going with someone, if you're taking your entire family, then what you want to say to them is this is when we're leaving, this is when we're coming home. You can give an adjustment of 15 to minutes to a half hour. But it's good to have a goal and to know what you're going to do when you come home. So I'm so glad that you joined me today, and I hope that this will be helpful. We're going to talk even more about this as we get closer to Christmas and New Year's and how we're going to handle New Year's and what we're doing about the New Year. So thank you again for joining me, and have a great week, and I look forward to talking to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website 
at CynthiaHyde.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. This Cyber Monday, Rocket Mortgage is bringing you their biggest sale of the year. On top of near historic low rates, when you refinance, you can save an average of 20% off closing costs when you lock your rate. This means big savings for you at the closing table. That's right. You can save an average of 20% off closing costs when you lock your rate. But hurry, you only have until November 30th to lock in your special pricing. Simply call 8338-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Just think what you could do with your Cyber Monday savings. Hurry, you only have until November 30th to save with this great opportunity, the Rocket Mortgage Cyber Monday Sale. So when you're looking to save big and create a home that's uniquely yours, Rocket can. Visit rocketmortgage.com today to see what you could save or call 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. Rocket. Call 800-490-1233 for cost information, disclosures, and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. Animal is consumeraccess.org number 3030.